Hey everybody, welcome okay. to the show. I'm with um, Madman from Memphis with his political update. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good, Ed. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm fantastic. Shut the fuck up, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was that's probably the earliest so far on the show that anybody is. Uh, kind of got that taken care of, and I appreciate your the the promoting my podcast podcast there. Boy, that really that really got me on that one. But um, oh, that's the name of your podcast? Yeah, man. Exactly. Oh, shit. Okay. Shut the fuck up, Ed. That's the yeah. name of it. But guess hey, listen to this though, bro. Apple iTunes will not put me on there if that's the name. If it's shut the f up, they won't even let you do that. Oh man. Uh. Maybe a different name or maybe a different platform, man. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, they, they got some stupid rules like that. Well, I'm on Spotify, so and I checked oh, that, good. so good to go on that, right under shut the f up. So look, man, oh. you you want to work? Uh, it's Sunday night, so it's really Sunday night's really a good night to get into politics, you know, and clear the deck of what's happening. So tell me what's been happening with. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, interesting developments on the federal election front, specifically the presidential race, you know, and what's what uh, do you see as the most uh, dramatic or interesting occurrences in the last little while? Well, there's a lot to take in. Um, I guess uh, I'm a little surprised that Bloomberg is doing as well as he is. At the same time, I shouldn't be surprised. You know, like this is kind of like what you would expect. I mean, first of all, he's only a month into his election. So that's kind of what we usually see is that within the first month is usually the best that candidate gets. We saw that with Joe Biden. His best percentage rating uh, was when he announced uh, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Beto O'Rourke. All these people did incredibly well in the first month. And ever since then, they've been slumping off. Uh, some were a lot faster. Joe Biden has been a lot slower, but still going downhill. Um, but Bloomberg, Jesus Christ, somebody like Bloomberg should not be anywhere near this election. This guy's a Republican. Like He was a Republican mayor. Uh, he's not really that much of a Democrat. And he's got like, what, 12% of the vote? That's crazy. So um, did, did, when the, the poll did the say... Did the people say, would you be willing to vote for this person? Or who do you think is the best person in the race or whatever? I mean. <clears throat> well, it, uh, it depends on which kind of polls you were looking at. Um, uh, I was looking at just two polls. I didn't get the whole glimpse of it. Unfortunately, I'm one of those people that are, oh, I read the headlines and all those things. When I, when I sit down and read them, I tend to read them. But in this situation, I didn't do that. Uh, but. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are some polls where people are just asked, uh, who would you be really willing to vote for at this moment? And a lot of people just say the first name that comes to mind. Or like and, they say, who do you think can beat Trump? You know, and they're like, what about this guy Bloomberg? He's got a billion dollars. Maybe he can do it. You know, I mean, you're I mean, you're a, you're a self-described. Uh, I don't even want to say, man, what is your uh, political affiliation, man, if you have one? Uh, the term would be either leftist or progressive. Okay, so you're progressive. So you're hanging out with your progressive buddies, and 
Bloomberg decides he's going to buy his way into this election, are you guys just stupefied by it? Or, I mean, are you angry? Do you really think that he's going to – he has a chance to do anything? I mean, what is it? What is the harm? I'm, uh, I'm more torn than anything else. Like, this guy is – First of all, this guy is not a good person. If if you like if you like progressive policies, you don't like Bloomberg. This is a guy that imposed stop and frisk in New York City, which was very detrimental to people of color. Uh, this yeah, guy wants pretty, to yeah. solve he wants to solve fat problems like oh we're going to get rid of uh, overweight issues by uh, uh, taxing soda. <laughs> right. That's not how. You know, he banned, he works. banned the big gulp. I mean, what the fuck, man? Come on, man. The big gulp is a, I'm sorry. The big gulp is a fundamental right of every American to have a big gulp if they want one, man. Like, I, look, I mean, some, some liberals don't like it, but guess what? You have a right to drink that. But the thing is, is that you're attacking the problem from the wrong angle. If you want to deal with obesity in this country, you got to deal with poverty. As poverty increases, so does obesity, because the only thing that people can eat if they're mm -hmm. poor is really high uh, sugar content. That's right. Things that, are, things that are really bad for you, and you don't have time to go to the gym. Like, if you want to deal with obesity, <laughs> you have to deal with poverty. That's right. But Bloomberg's just, like Bloomberg, if he had a choice between dealing with poverty or dealing with, you know, oh, I want to ban sugar, he's going to ban sugar. And, like, we saw that. When he was mayor of New York, he shut down key... Um, key programs that helped prevent people from becoming homeless. And now New York has a major homeless crisis on its hands because he cut all those programs. So Bloomberg, if you are somebody who is even a bit decent, you're not going to like Bloomberg. And even if you just like the Democratic Party, well, this guys a he's been a Republican. Like this guy does not have any uh, loyalty to party. He has loyalty to himself. There you Everyone go. Does. That's a good point right there, man, because you're saying, well, fuck, the Republicans can't trust him. Why the hell should we, right? I mean, it's like, what the, you know, come on, man. And what about this guy, uh, Steyer, man? Steiner. Steyer. What the hell? What's the fuck's his name? Uh, uh, Tom Steyer. And I, I tell you what, uh, I don't like him either, and apparently the polling is showing that he's not being liked either. Um, Something, something interesting happened in Iowa where he was leading a little bit, but then he started to drop. And the reason was is that he's doing – he's doing – or he was doing the what Bloomberg is doing now, which is a whole bunch of ad buys. And uh, Tom, Tom Steyer bought a whole bunch of ads in Iowa, and he started blaring them all over the radio and television and all this stuff. And people got fed up with it. They're just like, God damn, this, this car commercial junkie on the air again. Man, I don't like that guy. This guy's doing shit. So well, backfired on him. Yeah, well, he's on the air here in North Carolina, man. So, you know, I mean, he's spending a lot of damn money. I uh, I kind of envy uh, people that still watch television. I uh, uh, actually, I don't. He's, he's on the radio, though. He's on the radio and TV in Charlotte, man. He's on the he's on the 50,000-watt blowtorch here out of Charlotte, which is a pretty much a conservative of talk radio station he's on there he even has ad buys during rush limbaugh's show yeah there you go so that takes a lot of balls if you got that kind of money that you can buy an ad on the rush limbaugh show and you're a democrat self-described democrat you know you're shelling out some dollars man 
Well, it, I don't think it would actually be that uh, expensive to do that. And it's, it more shows the kind of quality of a person he is. He's somebody that, not, not to say that you can't get Republicans. I think that it's a great idea to reach across the aisle and get to Republican voters. There are a lot of issues that me as a progressive share with a lot of Republicans. I don't like these endless wars. I don't like these, uh, uh, the way that we deal with our budget. We go over budget. And we don't have the money, but we spend more money than we make. All these things. There are ways to talk to Republicans, but the way that Tom Steyer does it, it says, oh, no, 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 don't worry. If you don't like Trump, but you like his policies, I'm the guy for you. It kind of shows what kind of person Tom Steyer is. But I'll, I'll tell you this funny story. Um, so Tom Steyer, uh, he, uh, like CEO of Starbucks, or was, and uh, last year I went to Unrig. Um, Unrig is a uh, convention for people that want to, not necessarily people on the left or people on the right. It's more about people that want that that realize that our system is rigged. It is rigged towards certain people. It is rigged towards the very top, and it ain't for anybody else. That's all it is. And you know they had like panels about um, gerrymandering on the left and the right. You got uh, money in politics. You got all these things. So Unbrig is about trying to end corruption. So I go there last year, and at the end of the conference, on the last day, there's a special guest. Oh, my God, who could the special guest be? <laughs> and it's only Tom Steyer who just shows up, and he's like, he's like oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unrig this system. And the whole time he's just talking about how Bernie Sanders is a socialist and how socialism is bad, and nobody in the audience is having it. We're just like, what the fuck is this? No shit. He just said, I'm going to go in there and give a speech and nobody could stop him, I guess, right? Well, there was a, there was a little protest. There were, um, well, there did... were people uh, shouting billionaire for president as a, uh, as a, like, fuck you, man. Like, you bought your way onto the stage to talk about how you're going to unrig the system, even though the system is rigged for you. No sh well, tell me this. Shit. Was this before or after he had declared for president? Because he's been spending all this kind of – Yeah, okay. Because he's been spending buku millions against Trump before he even decided to run. But um, it, when is, Un is Unrig going to happen again this year? Yes, it is. It's going to happen in uh, May uh, – I want to say 14th or 16th, but you know, uh, please check your calendars. If you know, check online for the exact date. It is happening in May, and it's going to be in Miami, Florida. I, Michael Melton, will be at Unbreak in Miami, representing Wolfpack, and I will hopefully we will have a table, and I will be sitting there, and I will be able to explain what Wolfpack wants to do. With this country and Wolfpack, we can get in it. So, really, you know, I know you're not in the business of promoting Unrig, and we're going to find out exactly when that date of that show is because I would love to be there with you, man. Well, when is the RNC? Are you guys going to do anything about that? Are you not about protesting? You're about uh, genuine action. That sounded oh, good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm much more for genuine action, like, like boycotting the RNC. It's like. So what? Like, like, like I was going to go there in the first place. Like it, like a, a Democrat or a progressive boycotting the RNC is almost like, um, is almost like a liberal boycotting uh, Duck Dynasty. It's like, 
You weren't watching the show. Why are you protesting? You weren't going to watch the show anyway. Who cares? <laughs> That's good, man. That's really good, man. That's really great. But listen, I'm gonna I'm making some notes here about our uh, what your this unrigged thing because that sounds really interesting to me, man. And, and so you're representing Wolfpack, and wh what in the world? What is that once again? And are you a a, a delegate, elected person, self-appointed? I mean, what what's the deal with that? Well, uh, Wolfpack is an organization that is trying to deal with campaign finance reform. So, you know, everybody knows our system's corrupt. A lot of people don't know how corrupt it is. It is just the worst kind of corruption in this country. We basically, our elections are buttons and paid for by the richest people. If you look at it statistically, 90% of elections can be predicted based on who has more money. That's it. Like, so that's so if you're living in that kind of system, you're probably not in a democracy. And that's a problem. So what we at Wolfpack want to do is put a constitutional amendment together that says, no, we have to fix the system. Now, Congress is not going to do it because Congress is part of the problem. Congress is not going to say, oh, we're going to stop being corrupt right now. <laughs> like, like, you know, just talk to ask Nancy Pelosi. You, you can ask Nancy Pelosi all the time. And she'll say, oh, oh, money in politics is so bad. Oh, oh, Citizens United. Oh, it's awful. Oh, Nancy, are you going to do anything about it? No, no. Why not? <laughs> well, because she makes money off of this. It's a system that encourages corruption. Because if you're not corrupt, you don't make the money, and you can't win an election. So Congress is not incentivized to end uh, is not is not interested in ending this corruption. In fact, they're more interested in perpetuating it. So, if Congress is the problem, how do we amend the Constitution? Well, so, so well, you're well, you guys not to cut you off, but let me just ask you. So, your idea is that what is to go from the bottom up, right? It's to just try to convince people. It's not like they're not already convinced, but you also have to kind of convince people that they can do something about it, right, from the ground up. I mean, you can't well, just – what about term limits? I mean, would that make a difference? I know that's kind of off the – on a different branch, well, but uh, – Well, before I get to what uh, Wolfpack wants to do, I will say that some people have, you know, talked about, oh, well, if we put in term limits, that will end it. And – I'm personally in favor of term limits. I think that if you've been in, I think if you've been in a house seat for a decade and you haven't gotten what you need done, maybe it's time to step aside. Because every time that Congress steps up and is like, "Oh, this, we're going to talk about the internet today," just turn off the television. You're not going to hear anything intellectual coming out of their mouths. They're, they're fossils that have been around for 30 years, have no idea what's happening in modern politics. So I'm okay with term limits, but the thing is, is that if you use term limits to solve campaign finance reform, you're not going to stop the revolving door. No, you're it's right. It's going to make it go faster. It's just going to go faster. You're right faster. about that. Go in and they're going to say, "Oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to come in there, uh, audience." And then as soon as they get in, they say, "Where's my paycheck?" I got to cash in now, right? Yeah. To be a lobbyist, 
get me the hell out of here. I'm on to the next job. That's right. They're going to be like, I got to cash in now, right? They're like, I got to cash in tomorrow. I can't be waiting. To, right? I can't be, you know, it used to be they'd take their time. But think about how many, <clears throat> you know, these people, they're in the office and they're venerated. They've been in the Congress for 25 years or 30 years. It's like, what? It's like they they buy their reelection, excuse me, by the money that they begin to wield because they've been in there so long. They're head of a committee or number two on a committee, and so they can they can bring that bacon home. I mean, that's still part of the system. Um, well, that, well, that's already one part, and that's you know that's a corruption you're probably going to have in any kind of situation. But more importantly, is that all right? Let's say you're Nancy Pelosi, and this isn't just Nancy Pelosi. I don't want to just harp on her. It's also Mitch McConnell. It was Paul Ryan before his place with some other weirdo, and uh, it's also Chuck Schumer. What it is is that they do fundraisers. Mm-hmm. They go to wine caves and they say, "Hey, <laughs> hey, millionaires, billionaires." Uh, you give me money for these elections, and I'll do what you want me to do, because that's what it is. It's a bribe. You give me money, and I'll make sure you get a tax cut. I'll make sure that we'll cut these regulations. Uh, you're a bomb maker. Well, I'll send our children of war in order for that bomb to be used so you make money. And so they make these promises, and what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer do, and Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan, what they do is that they get all this money. And what they do is that they take the money and not only use it for their own campaigns, but they say, uh, you there, you are a young up-and-coming Democrat. I'm going to give you some money. And now you, when you win, you know exactly who you need to do favors for. That's you right. Need to do favors for me. You know you who your exactly sugar daddy is. And so it becomes this corrupting system where if you are beholden, you don't even have to be beholden to a super PAC. If you're beholden to a party – now you're beholden to oil industries, to pharmaceutical industries, to military industrial complex. You have to do what your party says, and that's a problem. And it's not going to end until we get an amendment to the Constitution to say, no, that is not okay. And this is where Wolfpack comes in. So the way that Wolfpack does it is that we think Congress is corrupt. So what we will do is called an amendmentary convention. In Article 5 of our Constitution, it lays out how you amend the Constitution, and there, you know, there are two ways of doing that. You could either go through Congress, or you can have an amendmentary convention. And all you need for an amendmentary convention is 32 states to make a call for a convention on a specific topic, and then that topic allows for a convention to be held. Delegates at the convention discuss the topic, find a solution to the problem. And then pass it on to the states for ratification. There you go. What you is don't the need Congress? But just tell me this. This is beautiful. It's magnificent. Is if they were going to do it, you have to start with one state. Is there a state that's even somewhere near to where you can get this start rolling on this? What state not would only, it? Not only do we have one, we have five. We have five states already on board. No way. Oh yeah, we got. Let's see if I can remember this. It's been a while since I've had to memorize this. It's California. It's Rhode Island. It's Illinois. Ooh, I remember these. Come on. Uh, what about Washington your... Washington and... Ooh, 
Oh, there's a fifth blue state. I can't remember it. New Hampshire? Unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't have a red state yet. This year, however, it's going to be different. What about New Hampshire? New Hampshire? Oh, I can't remember if it's New Hampshire. Land of the Libertarian, man. Could be. But here's the interesting thing. This year, we are going to get our first red state. It is going to be Tennessee. We are going to committee this year. We are going to discuss the amendatory convention. We are going to discuss the specific topic of campaign finance reform. And here's the best thing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, they, they, oh, they don't want the convention, all these things. Fine. You don't need the convention. What you need, though, is pressure. Because Congress will not do its job until it thinks that there's no other options. That's true. In fact, in fact, this is how we got the 17th Amendment which allows for direct elections of our senators. It got us to, uh, not directly, but did push for the two term limits of our presidents. Mm -hmm. And it almost got past a balanced budget amendment back in the 80s. Yeah, well, that now, was the people, one thing that Newt Gingrich did that may, I mean, maybe meant it, maybe didn't, right? But it was like... When he saw, he tried to find a way to, to to build on that idea, right? And there was a time in the not back whenever it was when it was the government was kind of even, you know. Yeah, there was debt, but it was like they at least for the, their operating capital they covered the books, you know. Now it's so far off the rails; it's impossible to even conceive of. I mean, what are we going to do? We have to. Uh, go and uh, fly a SWAT team in and take all the money out of the bank in China or something? I mean, it's crazy. We're never going to pay that shit off. I think that we can, but we have to have a fiscally responsible government. And in some minds, that means a conservative government. In my mind, that actually means a progressive government. Okay. If you have a conservative government, you know, see, here's the thing. This is why I like the idea of a balanced budget amendment. I like the idea. It makes it so that the government has to balance the books, has to do it in order to get anything done. Right now, we have uh, we have the government shut down. That doesn't do shit. No, no. All, it does is, uh, all it does is the Democrats say, we want this, Republicans say, we want this, and it shuts down the government. A whole bunch of people have to get on, well, I would say get on food stamps, but food stamps aren't a thing anymore. They have to go job hunting while the government is shut down. Everything stops. Until one side says, okay, fine, we're okay with this. But they don't balance the budget when they do that. They just say, okay, we'll allow this. That's every right. Time, so every time both parties are just writing a blank check, they're not balancing anything. They shut down the government just so they can say, we won. That's a problem. All but, right, well, I like the Wolfpack thing, man. And so people out there are listening, audience, need to check that out. That's W-O-L-F-P-A-C. Uh, dash PAC. All right. Well, listen, so that's beautiful. Dashpack.com. All right. Well, this, uh, we're going to, this is an unscheduled commercial break. I am creating this podcast on Anchor, which is a free app where you can download it and create your own podcast. And their philosophy is that everybody should be able to have their own podcast. They don't charge you for it because their idea is, is kind of, okay, it's, uh, 
It's capitalist. They figure if 5,000 people start a free podcast, one of them might come up with one that we can make some money off of putting advertising on. So that's like their kind of their theory. It costs them about 10 cents a month to make a podcast. About a dollar a year they're spending, you know, they're giving to you. The, the software is very easy to work. I mean, I'm, I was managed to figure it out and create a podcast and put two episodes on in like 24 hours. But um, that's why we're doing this here tonight. But tell me about um, Bernie Sanders and you guys and what's happened with that and Iowa and all that and maybe even booty Buttigieg. I mean, all of that. I mean, what the hell, man? Oh, God, that's complicated. Um, so um, before I get into predictions, uh, I will be up front and say, what I want to happen is I want Bernie Sanders to win. I want him to take the White House. I want Medicare for all. I want to end the wars. I want rainbows out the butt. I want all these things. Like, all these things. I want good things. Right. Fine. I'm putting it out there so you can, like, if you think I have a bias, I'm putting it out there. No, that's fine. So, Listen, man, you're a true believer, man. That's why I'm talking to you, because you're a true believer. So, you know, it's not a bad thing to be a true believer as long as you know that you're one. <laughs> it, well, I mean, I always think that it's important to, you know, if, if, if you're going to say something and you say, oh, these are the facts, like, always show what your bias is. Like, you know, of CNN, course. MSNBC, Fox News, they never say that they have a bias. They say, oh, we're, we're objective. I know, I know. But listen, that gives you, it gives you personal credibility when you do that, right? When you acknowledge that you have a bias and you can – because really, a person who acknowledges their bias then can be objective, right? Because they're not trying to to be anything other than the way that they are. Or at least trying to. I always try to be objective. Because yeah. if I'm because if I'm not objective and I'm Luther and, and I'm wrong, I go, oh man, Ugh. but try to be objective as possible. Um, well, let's let's just say, okay, what day is today? Today is. January 5th, 2020, when is the Iowa caucus? When that's when is that, man? I know it's in about 28 days. It's this uh, month, baby. Way, I'm not the best with actual dates. That's uh, fine. So, so ask me that. I'm not in front of a computer right now. Do you think any – well, I'll just ask you a series of questions. I mean, I love politics, fascinated with it. Do you think oh, yeah. that any – Democratic uh, current candidate will close down their campaign before the the actual caucus just so they won't be embarrassed? Well, I mean, we saw that with Kamala Harris. Um, that was... Um, wow, uh, yeah. People were talking about how, you know, oh, she didn't raise enough money. The thing is that Kamala Harris actually had a bit of money. The problem is, is that she was going, we're, what is it, about two, three months away from California voting. Mm -hmm. And she's in about fourth or fifth place before she dropped out in her own if state you're that low in your own state yeah not only are you not going to make the presidency she will have a, she will be primaried the hell out of in her next election mm -hmm. so she cannot deal with that kind of embarrassment so that's why she dropped out and you know it's understandable plus she yeah admire her for them. she shot herself in her own foot though because she's you know not to go on too much about her because listen everybody knows that she put more brothers in prison you know, than Ronald Reagan did. So, you know, she was all about that shit. She stepped, her career was built as a tough prosecutor, which means 
Brown people went to prison. Okay, that's what happened in California. Well, put more uh, brown people in prison than Reagan because you know uh, <laughs> war on drugs was. Reagan. Well, that's not Reagan. The state still well, had a choice to do that. Though, more specifically, by Joe Biden, who twisted <laughs> the arm of Ronald Reagan. That's right. Now, this is true. This is true. I mean, Joe Biden bragged about it. He was like, "Well, we finally got Reagan to do something." Reagan, like famously an anti-government president, why the hell would he sign off on something that would cost a whole bunch of money? Well, because Joe Biden twisted his arm and said, "We need to lock up people that smoke weed." <laughs> do you remember that? Um, there's a there's a video of Joe Biden in the front of the Senate. Uh, on the floor of the Senate, and he's talking about how, man, we need to we need to uh, shut down these raves. Anybody that hosts these raves needs to be locked up forever. Anybody that even owns the property needs to be locked up. These are no good. It's like this is like this he's is a fascist. Biden. Joe he's, Biden is a Joe fascist. Biden is the, Joe Biden is the bad guy in black exploitation movies. Is what he is. He is that kind of guy. <laughs> Sorry that I knocked over my recording device. That was so funny. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Joe Biden is a. <laughs> you could give him a name, right? Doctor Plugs. All right. Anyway. I mean, uh, I mean, he already has a name. His um, uncle Joe was a name written by um, a writer from The Onion. That's right. Thought of the fact that he is a buffoon. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and he makes gap after gap. And he says racist things. And he says sexist things, and he touches women in an inappropriate way. That's why his name is Uncle Joe. Right. So weird uncle how, at your family, that's oh, he's weird, but we still love him. So 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 listen. This, you I'll, I'll, you want me to give my prediction first? You can give more than one. I, I, I'd love to hear your prediction. This is what I think is going to happen. Buttigieg is going to win Iowa. Um, really? Bernie Sanders and, and Joe Biden are going to tie for uh, second and third. And then after that, everybody else can scrabble for what's left. Maybe one of these buy-in millionaire guys does okay, and they're going to claim some kind of a weird victory. But Buttigieg is going to win Iowa. Um, yeah, he's going to win. Um, but you guys are in trouble, man. With the, I'm just to say you as a Democrat, they're in trouble because listen, Joe Biden could probably beat Trump head to head if he can just manage to not, I don't know, die before the election, right? Because there's enough Trump hate out there and Trump has done enough fucked up shit that people are still going to walk in the voting booth and go, God damn, do I want four more years of this shit? Or do I want four years of these cocksucking Democrats gloating that they took Trump out after one, you know, one term? What's going to be worse? And I mean, that's basically the choice, you know. I mean, do we have to live with the fact that they took him out and all of these people who are dumb as stumps, right, who they, they just hate Trump because they hate him. I mean, they're not against their policies. They just think he's mean. I mean, you don't vote. That's it's fine. The president needs to be mean, kind of. But it's a shitty job, you know. But <laughs> who would want that fucking job? But anyway. Well, there's I mean, do you th I think that I think that Bernie Sanders, listen, 
Bernie Sanders deserves a chance, okay? I think that the Biden people and the rest of the party, Obama's out against him. They don't want Bernie Sanders to win. So they're going to sabotage that shit. Of course they don't want him to win. Remember how I was talking about how the corruption is not just, oh, I'm going to get a super PAC. It's also party deep. You have to listen to Nancy Pelosi if she gives you money that she raised from super PACs. It's not just that. It's also consultants. Um, For those that don't know, uh, a political consultant is somebody that, okay, I'm running a campaign and I say, oh, you consultant, you tell me what I need to do and how do I look and what news networks do I go on to? You know, they do the strategy thing. The thing is, is that a lot of these political consultants, they get rehired regardless of how well they do. We've seen in Obama's presidency, the Democrats lost over a thousand seats to Republicans. With a popular president, mm-hmm. you lost a thousand seats and you're still rehiring the same people to give you advice. The reason that Obama and a lot of these other Democrats don't like Bernie Sanders is not just that he wants to end the corruption, not that that he wants to overturn a lot of policies that these Democrats have put forth, but what he also wants to do is end the consulting that happens in the party. And that is major business. If you don't think that politics is big business, look around you. It is a huge business. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. That's right. And And Bernie Sanders wants to say, no, this shouldn't be a business. This should be a democracy. And these business tycoons are like, no, no, we wanted to continue being a business. So, of course, they don't like Bernie Sanders. But here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I think that Bernie Sanders is going to do a bit better than you say. Again, I'm saying that, you know, I like Bernie Sanders and all those things. But here's why. Iowa is a caucus. And Bernie Sanders in 2016 did far better in caucuses than Hillary Clinton did. Yeah. For those that don't know, a primary is, you know, just like the general election. You go in, you vote, that's it. A caucus is more like a forum where people come in and they make their case and there's discussion and debate and deliberation until finally they say, here's what we're going to do. Bernie Sanders, last year, uh, you know, I don't want to get these numbers out. I don't have them in front of me. That's right. The whole thing You're saying is that you, Bernie Sanders does a lot better in caucuses than other people do because what you need in order to win a caucus is not people that say, well, I guess I'd vote for Joe Biden. You need people that say, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders and I'm going to be here every day knocking on doors. Right. Bernie has that. And something else, like you look at a lot of numbers. I'm not saying, I'm not going to say that Bernie Sanders is definitely going to win the election. I don't know that. But what I am saying is that all the numbers show that Bernie Sanders has the best chance of winning. When you look at dollars raised in the last quarter. Okay, uh, but Biden, well, listen. But, Joe Biden raised $25 million. Oh, man, that's a lot of money. But Bernie Sanders raised $35 million, and he doesn't take billionaire dollars. That's that is true. Individual contributors. And not only is that more money, but that also means that because they're small contributors, they can give more money. See, there's a limit on how much money an individual can give. It's $2,500. So, yeah. And with Joe Biden, he's maxed out on a lot of his contributors. Already. Yeah, he has. They can. And Bernie Sanders' contributors are like, hey, I got another five bucks. Here you go. He's going to keep that momentum going for the rest of the primary in the general. Joe Biden can't. And his money is going to dry up. Well, Bernie t- Sanders, on the other hand, is only going to get more money. 
so it's it's Iowa and then what? Uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Right after. Okay. And uh, polls show that Bernie Sanders. Uh, this is a CBS poll I just looked at uh, before this. Yeah. Um, Iowa, it's a three-way tie between Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden. I just said that, and, didn't I? Oh, you, you just did say that. Um, no, no, no. What you said was uh, Buttigieg would win. Buttigieg wins Biden because this is why Buttigieg wins. Buttigieg is a mayor that won by 8,000 votes now, keep an open mind. He won his election by 8,000 votes. He is the closest physically to Iowa, and I think that that's going to make a big difference in the next three weeks. I don't care how often Bernie Sanders walks around or Joe Biden manages to figure out where Iowa is on the map and how to get out of a fucking airplane and make it to, to, down to the, you know, where they've got a rope separating him between him and all the women. Um... <laughs> of course, Pete Booty Edge, they, they don't have to worry about that. But anyway, but he's going to win because the people of Iowa, the Democrats of Iowa are going to say, think about what happened in 2016. And they're going to say, you know, why not give uh, the booted Edge, which what he represents, okay? He cannot win uh, nationally. But he does. I don't think so either. No, it's impossible. It's and we don't even need to go. There's one particular reason why. But um, it's besides, oh, I, I can tell you what the reason is. Inexperience. Um, if, you're polling, and, if you're polling at zero percent with African Americans, yes, that's what it is. You're not going to make it in the Democratic primary. Dude. I don't care what your demographics are in other uh, with other races. It's not going to uh, happen. Genders, age groups. If you have a 0% approval with African-Americans in the Democratic primary, you are not getting to the White House. That's right, because that's the one I was saying is the big one. The real big one, you know, is South Carolina. And he's not – he can't – He there's no, Biden has got South Carolina. Okay, yes, uh, Bernie Sanders does have a, you know, an open audience here. But Biden has kind of the uh, machine down here. And they're all, all the people uh, in the Democratic machine in South Carolina are, are for Biden. And so it's going to be difficult to uh, over, overcome that. So anything that Bernie Sanders can do that's above double digits uh, is quite a feat in South Carolina. But, um, I, you know, well, I we, you know, in, in 2008. What did he uh, do? We that I could be wrong. In 2000 in 2008, uh, people were saying the same thing about Hillary Clinton. Remember, Hillary Clinton was the favorite among African Americans in 2008. But what happened is that it was either New Hampshire or Iowa where Obama won. And people started realizing, oh, wait, this is actually a serious candidate. Yeah. Maybe we should give him a shot. And if, if Bernie does well in Iowa and New Hampshire, and it looks like he could do well. Iowa is a caucus. He has a good shot there. New Hampshire is but, right next to New Ham uh, is right next to Vermont. He has a two point lead in a new CBS uh, poll. He could do well in both those states okay. if he has a strong start. South Carolina could turn, and just like in two thousand eight when South Carolina went from Hillary Clinton to Obama, you're right. South Carolina could go to Bernie. Well, I'm not look, saying that will happen. I'm saying that is a possibility. Well, well, I, I've got a correspondent up in New Hampshire who lives in Keene which is like the libertarian, this most libertarian city in the United States. And so I'm going to try to get it. Actually, uh, 
It's my my nephew, and uh, I'm going to try to get him on here and get his opinion about what's going to happen in New Hampshire. And be interesting to see, you know, maybe I can get him before Iowa, but definitely we'll get him. Uh, after Iowa and see what they think because they're over there. They're, you know, they're, they, I, they may be for Bernie Sanders, man. I don't know. I'll have to talk to him, but he's, I mean, they're very libertarian. So, um, it's kind well, of, I a guess mix. that depends on uh, what kind of libertarian. Exactly. You know, right. There's so many different kinds, man. I'm one. Well, I mean, um, the best way I've heard it described is that there are two types of libertarian. You have, um, you have left libertarian and then you have, uh, Ayn Randian libertarian. So left libertarian is is a well, I mean, it's true, it's true. They identify with Ayn Rand. Um, oh yeah, right. Atlas Shrugged, right? The Atlas Shrugged, the wooden so, so the wooden toilet know, seat group. The uh, John, Bur uh, you know, yeah. So, so for Ayn Rand libertarian, <laughs> yeah. you think okay, well, the uh, government's bad. I don't want the government to interfere with me. Um, Blah blah blah. I'm a little bit more okay with corporations owning me. Obviously, that's not said, but that is kind of implied. You're okay with deregulation, all these things. Um, you know, I've heard libertarians talk about eliminating minimum wage and all those things. If you're a left libertarian, you recognize that. Wait a minute, because both sides want freedom. I mean, if you talk to a left libertarian or an Anne Randian libertarian, they're both smoking weed. Okay, they're both smoking a lot of weed, <laughs> and they want freedom. But a left libertarian <laughs> recognizes that in order to get freedom, it takes a community, and that means a government. Okay. And if you have a functioning government that is run by a democracy, you can make sure that you have true freedom to make sure that you don't consume a tainted Coca-Cola bottle that contains a chemical that gives you cancer, to make sure that that doesn't happen, to make sure that there are regulations on lead in the water. I mean, it's important that you know these things. And it doesn't just mean that uh, you restrict people's rights to smoke weed. No, it's just we make rules so that people don't fuck you. They will fuck you. So, <laughs> and so that's I the difference. Uh, maybe your nephew's, uh, I'm Randy a Libertarian, maybe he's a left Libertarian. I'd love to talk to him. I love, you know, I'll, Libertarians, kind of interesting group of people. Yeah, I'm going to try to get him on here, man. He, it's so funny. He, he was like you in this regard. I said, hey, man, you you want I, – I, he got a notice that I started the podcast and kind of like what I was trying to do. And I said, I'd love to have you on here. And he said, man, I'm really busy, but I'd love to talk to you, but i got to finish the game I'm doing right now. No, he said, after the game. And I was like, oh, is it hockey, uh, <laughs> NFL? And then I knew in my mind that I bet it was a Dungeons and Dragons game, right? <laughs> and sure as shit, he said, no, Dungeon. But right before I could type in D&D, &D, he sent me the message and said, yes, Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, get the hell out. <laughs> now he's like, okay, let's see. I'm 56. He's, I don't know, man. Um, he's deep in his thirties. <laughs> he may be 40, maybe, but anyway, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny, but I thought it was great. Cause then I was talking to you and you're saying you didn't even give two shits about what was going on with the NFL. Right. Oh, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't hate people that do, dude, I used to be one of those, I used to be one of those pretentious people that were like, Oh, the NFL, oh, the people watching football. Ugh. And it's like, Oh, I mean, 
you do the thing. I don't, here's the thing. I don't understand how football works, but honestly, I kind of don't care either. I'm just like, yeah. Where do you, basketball. Where do you live, man? Where do you live? Where's your hometown? Memphis. Motherfucker. You said, you said, welcome Memphis Mayor Mike. That's what you said at the beginning of the show. Don't check that because I think that's wrong. But you said that. I'm saying that you said that. You said Memphis Mayor Mike. I did. Uh, I think I said Madman Mike from Memphis because it was like a total alliteration. But we can. You, right. But you can identify yourself any way that you want. Um, doesn't matter to me. Uh, it, whatever level of anonymity that you would like to maintain, you know, being okay, associated with my podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm Minnesota Mike is what it is now. I'm going Minnesota. by Minnesota Mike. Minnesota Mike. Right? You're like, yeah. God damn it, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it. It's funny. It's, anyway, it's one of those inside jokes about somebody when you see somebody losing their shit totally out in the middle of the woods. And Minnesota, Madman Mike from Memphis is actually a genuine archaeologist, in case y'all were wondering. But also, his uh, his uh, hobby or uh, fetish or what do you want to say is politics. And uh, he's uh, a young. How old are you, man? I'm 28. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, you, listen, you sound like you're on top of the situation. But uh, we're going to have to sign off on this segment, man, because I got to uh, get on down the road. Uh, and make sure that all the wolves are uh, out where they're supposed to be. But um, I'm in the middle of nowhere out here, and this, and sometimes we get the wolves come around and in the middle of the night, and they try to um, <clears throat> steal the cat or the dog or whatever. What's that in the background? Oh! Speaking of wolves, before you head out, yeah, check out wolf-pack.com. And learn what you can do in order to end corruption in our politics. If you care about climate change, if you care about military interventionism, if you care about healthcare, none of it can get done until we get the corruption out of politics. Go to wolf-pack.com. Thank you. All right, man. Ed, I want to thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, my God. I miss talking to you all the time. Yeah, man. Listen, I really appreciate uh, the wealth of information that you provided. I'm going to go through it. I may not listen to the whole thing. And if you know, I'm working on the sound of the podcast and trying to get it good, but I'm not afraid to just go ahead and get get something online and posted so folks can listen to it and then we can critique it, you know, and make it better. But I definitely want to check in with you. You know, if something important or crazy or wacky or interesting happens, you can just uh, one one thing that you can do is call me on um, and leave me a message on uh, one of the uh, voicemail services. And I think I may be able to dump it down onto the uh, our anchor podcast. But the other thing that I would really ask you to do, man, is go look at anchor dot FM. It's not dot com it's anchor.fm or anchor app they're free and start your own podcast man and if you go and join then you can leave messages on my podcast which i can then load directly onto my podcast like you can say here's the update from wolfpack blah 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 and i'll put it on there man you know because it's information and i'm trying to provide information for people 
And so I'm just trying to build a community of people who are, uh, it doesn't have to be about politics, although I love politics, but, you know, politics, religion, American culture, what's going well, on. If, if, if I had a podcast idea for Star Trek, could I, could I do that? I don't really know because you just now destroyed my entire podcast by saying that proprietary word. Thanks a lot. I'm just kidding. But I'm not really sure. I don't think so. But uh, you need to look into that because you're a fanboy, right? Don't say it again now. Are you a fanboy of that? Oh, yeah. Okay. There's probably one or you could definitely do it. So that would be kind of a hoot. So I would definitely check into that. But go on there, man, and look and see. You can do a search for names of ones that already exist or whatever. It's very, very easy to join. And you can then leave messages on mine or other people's podcasts, which can become part of their podcasts. So check it out uh, uh, and uh, see what you think. And uh, I'll let you know if, if and when I'm going to put this uh, up. I got to check the levels and everything and see how it sounds. But it, it it can be, you know, this anchor.com is it's anchor FM, but it's kind of lo-fi. So we're going to go with that, okay? We don't have anybody hooting or hollering, and we ain't got no music going on, at least not yet. But um, we're going to move forward with it. So, man, I'll be talking to you real soon, and I appreciate your time tonight, man. Oh, no problem, man. And uh, uh, by the way, is this part being recorded or anything? I can uh, end it. It's